Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Painted Pulse. Yeah. So excited. Right. We are live. We're, we're live. We're live? Mm-hmm. We're live? Dr. Cohen, we're live with Gross Anatomy. We're live with Gross Anatomy, and I'm super excited that we're live with Gross Anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Gross Anatomy, everybody, where we discuss the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it relates to pop culture, TV, movies, the world around us, and art. We're going to add an art. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm Dr. Jason Cohen. I'm Lauren Taylor. And today, I'm really super duper excited that we have a guest with us. We have Painted Pulse. All right. Happy Pulse. to be here. Happy Painted be Pulse, here. who is a.k.a. Pulse. Ryan Pulsinelli. Ryan, how do you say your last name? Pulsinelli. Yeah, Ryan Pulsinelli. Hard, the Italian last name. Hard nice. last name. Exactly. Yeah. So. And um, should we do a big reveal or no? Or keep it, keep it anonymous that you're related? That's I don't my know. sister. That's what yeah. I was yeah. wondering. Sister. Should we say it? You're my sister. You can edit it out. <laughs> I, th- I think you guys are brother and sister. We are. Yeah. We are. And By blood. I th- exactly. <laughs> yeah. Both Italian. Yeah. Mm. Same Italian last name. Uh-huh. Same and mother and father, even. Pulsinelli. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And thus the painted pulse, which I didn't even realize because I'm an idiot. Yeah, right. it, came, it all came together. I the love that. The nickname to the art name. I love that. So, um, Lauren and I have been talking for quite some time, I would always say every now and then, when are we getting your brother? When yep. are we getting your brother? So when, and you would lie to me and say, oh yeah, <laughs> we're going to get him. Yeah. yeah, he really wants to come. And, and I'd ask again, when are we getting, she'd lie again to me. It's A lot saying, of yeah, lies. Coming. Yeah, it's all about lying. But I don't think we've talked about that on the podcast, about your art history. Like people don't yes, know how yeah, you I, actually. I walked in here and I see all these paintings, and I didn't know that you were you are a painter as well. But you're a real artist. I don't know. I saw some of those paintings; they're really good. Hey, I was pretty I impressed. That. Yeah, that's well, impressed. that's why I'm so excited to get you, because I can maybe live a little vicariously. Well, how long you has it been? Like how long has it been since you started painting? Yeah. On me? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was an art major. So I'm going to tell. You don't ever talk about this. We don't really talk about the big that. reveal. Yeah, here's the big reveal. Exactly. Yeah. So part of why I'm so excited to have you on the show is because I am, you know, the whole show is movies, TV, the world around us, and art. And we never mention art, Mm -hmm. and I'm a big fan of all that stuff. (laughs) Um, My mom really nurtured all that stuff when I was a young kid. My dad was always like, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a... Interestingly, my dad, I think, had... Was correct. That too. (laughs) But he was a good, like, he'd, like, sit there on the phone and he'd, like do some cool doodles and okay, stuff. Yeah. My mom had the nurturing and, and, and pushed us to, uh-huh. do, to explore that side of us, but my dad was the one who I think had some talent. Okay. What gotcha. about you? Um, my mom did nurturing. She breastfed me. Until I was, <laughs> nice. I think, yeah, yeah. Until yeah. you were 17. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I was 17 years uh, old. And that explains something. <laughs> yeah. And um, I mean, my dad, I guess doodling on the phone, but never any like serious type of art. Nobody, neither of them were like drawing and painting or anything like that were they artsy um yeah i would say my dad was really creative and my mom she's funny so it's like um kind of i guess a combination and what what were their careers just of interest well my dad's a geologist was a geologist retired my mom um, worked for american airlines so that we got free flights um when we would travel do you still so no no careers in art no art no No flying but um yeah she flies for free now ever since we got 18 it's a little bit more difficult Oh, interesting. That's yeah. good to know. I wish I had someone who was in the airline industry. It yeah. doesn't help me. doesn't help you at all. Uh, so, so um, you did you go to... Where did you guys grow up? Tulsa, Oklahoma. 
whole sudden, known as the art mecca of the world. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what it's known for. Exactly. Yeah. And and as a kid growing up, were you an artsy kid? Yeah, I would say I was always like into creative things. Uh-huh. Um, you know, like where I was always drawing, like always into color and writing. Like I always like to do both. Like, as, even as a, a young kid, from a young age, yeah. Like you especially the drawing side of things. Uh, I was more writing. As a little kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you a huge movie fan as a kid? Yeah, I was a huge movie fan. Like me? Yeah. And were you a big movie fan? Yeah. As a kid? Who yeah. was a bigger movie I'm trying fan? to think of... I mean, we... We watched a lot of the same movies because yeah. we were brother and sister, and then it was like, you know, VHS back then and yeah. stuff like right. that. So there wasn't a ton of options. Right. But we watched them together. Uh-huh. Um, were your parents into that stuff too? Uh, yeah, they liked movies. They still do. They, right. they both really like movies. Like, one of the things I remember when I was a kid is I, I was very into both old music, you know, 40s and 50s uh-huh. music, and not 40s, 50s and 60s music, uh-huh. and I was into old movies, uh-huh. and my mom was, like, very good at kind of helping curate that mm-hmm. stuff a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, she gave me her old 45s to listen to, mm-hmm. um, and also would, like, tell me, like, interesting movies to watch. It's not like she had, like, yeah. Fellini, like, I yeah. just spit all over you, sorry about that. But it, it's not like she knew that kind of stuff. And I yeah. still never really saw those things. But she knew, like, old Cary Grant movies, yeah. old Brando movies. Sure. Yeah, I would say that's more of our dad. Yeah, that was more of our dad, for sure. Like, especially with music and, and movies, like really kind of bring us back telling us you know how the music came about and like what led to the songs being written the way they were and stuff like that do you still remember like watching certain movies or seeing certain art with your parents like do you have memories of that i remember he rented one flew over the cuckoo's nest with jack nicholson and he said this is the best ensemble acting you'll ever see how and it stuck with me probably like 10 and you watched it yeah. as a 10 year old what about you well you have was... any memory uh, memories of movies, I mean, not so many, but anything particular, I mean... Like with your family. It's you know, a like, Wonderful Life, we always watched, that, right. like around Christmas time. That was his favorite. That was like, I guess, a movie that we watched every year. So we, Lauren and I have talked about um, mafia stuff a little bit. We both yeah. Like, you guys being Italian <laughs> and me being not Italian, we both uh, have interest in mafia stuff. And my parents were very strict with us in terms of bedtime. I don't know about you guys, but they were really, you know, it was, uh-huh. you know, like... Saturday night, you guys are too young, but Saturday night there was, when we were kids, the TV shows that were on with a love boat, mm-hmm. and then Fantasy Island, and then Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. you know, that, that was kind of that, mm-hmm. and very rarely was I allowed to ever stay up for Saturday Night Live. The only time I got to watch Saturday Night Live is if I had a sleepover in another friend's house, but I wouldn't even be able to watch Fantasy Island. Like, Love Boat, maybe, and then so I'd have to go... Why are they so they, strict? They put you in bed at that time? Or how, how, how does it work? Yeah, they'd say it's time to go go to bed. And then yeah. you just lay in bed and go to sleep right away. No, I'd probably, you know... Because I, I was the night owl, and she knows, yeah. like... They would try to put me to sleep, but I just... I couldn't. I yeah. couldn't sleep. I'm yeah, my brother is proof that people are really nocturnal. Like since right. we were little, I create and paint. Everything's like at night. Oh, it's like I, mean, I was like that too. Yeah. But the interesting thing about my story was, so my parents were really strict about that. But yet, one night I walked into my parents' bedroom and they're watching a movie. And this is probably the late seventies, maybe early eighties. So I was a very young teenager, maybe not even yet. Uh-huh. And The Godfather was on. Oh. I think it came out in 72, but, yeah. but it was on. And my parents were watching it. And my dad was like, come into bed and watch. Yeah. And that was really oh, interesting nice. that yeah. he let us watch The Godfather with him. 
Um, so I have a memory yeah. of, of that being an early introduction, at least with my dad. He must have known it was a masterpiece. So yeah, you to but it was a little bit, you know, he had he was kind of a bit of a mob lawyer. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So so he kind of wanted me to see that a little bit, I mm. think. Yeah. So that was an interesting memory. And then just to then, years later, I remember as a later teenager watching Last Tango in Paris with my dad. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see that That's one? That's going to be uncomfortable Brando? to watch with your dad? Yes. That was the point of it. It's a very <laughs> it's a whole, Movie. Yeah, it's like a lot of weird sex stuff with yeah. Alan Brando. Yeah. He's an older guy. Well, I went to, I do remember this now, like I went to the movie theater with like my best friend, these two girls, like when we were like in middle school, when my dad came with us, mm. but we saw uh, The Devil's Devil's Advocate. Uh, yeah. Um, that's and yeah. my dad was there, and I remember it was really awkward to watch that one with him because it's very sexual. Very sexual. It, it was like, he was actually, it was really awkward at yeah. that point in my life. Well, <laughs> I'm going to top you with that. Me, as a really bad parent, I took my two daughters, who are now about to be 14 and 16, when the movie Bad Moms came out. How many years ago was that? Mm. At least two or three. Yeah. So that means my kids were maybe 10 and 12. I think it might have been like five years. Oh, no, Bad Moms. Yeah, you're right. Probably three years ago. So I took them to the theater to see Bad Moms, and the only other people in the theater were other women... And I don't know if you've seen that movie. It's a very sexually explicit movie. And you thought it was just like a PG comedy? No, I knew Sounds it wasn't like PG, it. But, it, yeah. but it was... And I turned to my kids, you know, just a few minutes into the movie, and I said, guys, we're going. And they're like, no! <laughs> and I wound up watching that movie with my kids. and Just being uncomfortable the whole time. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and I probably have traumatized them way more than, like, sitting watching with my dad last time in Paris. So it was really bad dad. <laughs> it was bad dad, yeah. And the funny thing, though, in that movie, at the end of the movie, they have the... Um, the stars of the movie talking about how their moms did bad things to them too and one of them talked about I think we talked about took her kid to see what was that Pacino movie Cruising right? do you remember that, that movie Mm-mm. it's about him going undercover in the um, 70s in the gay club scene um, and one of the stars was talking about how her mom took her when she was a young girl to go see Pacino's Cruising. So I didn't feel so bad that I was You really thinking. stumped me. I've never even heard of this movie. I'm going to no. have to watch it now. Yeah. Cruising? Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird movie. one. Yeah, exactly. So so you're, you didn't go... Well, you did. So what? What? Uh, so how did you both wind up out here in L.A., actually? Well, I, um, I had actually... I always knew I was going to move to Los Angeles or New York, and... New York kind of came to me first, actually, because she was... So you lived in New York? Yeah, I lived in New York for four and a half years. Where did you live? uh, Right in Manhattan, Midtown, in, like, Lower East Side. I I worked in the Empire State Building for the entire time, so I wound up living on the same block between 33rd, between 5th and Broadway. So I lived on the same block. I could just walk to work, like, across the street. What were you doing there? Um, I was doing sales, pretty big, like, like Wolf of Wall Street, since we're talking about movies, type sales. Yeah. Like, more or less. Yeah, Uh yeah, I'd say so. So when you were in New York, did you have time to make art? Well, that was the problem. So I would, wor- I was working like literally 65, 70 hours every week. And yeah. so I would go back to my apartment or loft or whatever and um, try to paint. But it was like hard. It was hard to switch from straight business mode. Yeah. Working all those hours to like, oh, now just get creative and paint all of a sudden. Right. A lot of people it, are like. It was tough. A lot of people say to you, oh, isn't art relaxing? Isn't it relaxing? Mm-hmm. But when you have a full-time job, oh, yeah, there's no relaxation of then go. Yeah, because right? it's like kind of getting into a mode, I would say. Like getting into a creative you know, mode and energy. It's like 
to go just straight from business and you know sales like wolf type stuff to right. just sitting back and painting and getting creative and expanding your mind in that type of way right is it is what a hard switch in in so that year at University of Oklahoma uh-huh. what what do you remember most from your art classes well I right before um, I went to, to college um, I was at a party that summer between you know senior year and college um, and uh, I was jousting with a friend at some place. We had, they had these big tree branches wrapped in duct tape. Oh, literally jousting. And we were like, well, we were born at this party. And we're were like, yeah, we literally were jousting, but we were more swinging on each other like baseball bats. Yeah. And then uh, I broke my hand right here. I have a scar still. Nice. And um, I so my first six or however many months of college, first half of it, I had a cast on my hand that I draw with. So I had to do all of my art with a cast on my hand. I thought you were going to say you used your mouth. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. well, I've seen yeah, people exactly. do that. Yeah, for sure. Or so, your left foot, like Daniel day Lewis. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Academy yeah. Award winner. There you go. Yeah, well, I should have tried the feet. Right. But the left... But you didn't try the left hand. No, what I did is I just pressed it against the cast. And it was, like, more of a challenge to me, so I think I actually, like, my art teacher was, like, professor was, like, expecting a lot once the cast got off, but... I think I was just trying a lot harder. <laughs> yeah. And so once it got off, I was like, I'm good. Like, I'm nice at this. And right. then it was just that art probably just... So were we doing intro to drawing kind of stuff? Yeah, it was all painting. basically like the, the intro type classes. And it was, you know, for film as well, but it was just such a slow process that I didn't want to you didn't have wait a, that long. You didn't have a spark or aha moment during during that year that, hey, yeah, this is this is for me? Yeah, it was I, the, the spark was probably like this is too slow for me. I need to like I want to get I wanted to get into everything right away. But you knew you were gonna make a career out of it. Yeah. Were there other things you ever thought about? Just writing and, and painting. You never thought about architecture. You never thought about design. No, I was always intrigued by architecture for uh-huh. sure. But um, no, nothing I ever considered. I was right. pretty pretty and much it's totally new to the different path. from what your parents did. Yeah. So very supportive though. Right. Or like, you know, whatever you want to be, like, as far as parents saying stuff like that, they were very much that, I would say. Because for me... Yeah, like, how did it go for you? So you... Very different than you. So you just wanted to be a doctor. Well, yeah. you've talked about the show that made you want to become a doctor, but you never Same said, elsewhere. like, your dad was... And Quincy. Your dad was adamant. Quincy. Quincy. So is that why you had to go to bed so early? Like, did he make you study? Did no, you, like... nothing. No, my parents were kind of, you know, old-fashioned. They're, these days, I, we, we still have a lot... Like, my sister's that way with her kids, and we have a lot of friends that were kind of... That are still very rigid. strict and yeah. rigid about wake up time and sleep time and a nap and if you know it's going to be a late night and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. My parents were just re- and I think it it was good for them, you know, to get us in bed early. They had some free time, right? Exactly. Yeah. I wish we had done that with our kids. But why did he want you to be a doctor so bad? So my dad wanted me to be a doctor, or maybe a lawyer, but not really a lawyer. He wanted me to be a doctor because back in those days. My dad was really poor mm-hmm. as a kid growing up, and he had made good, but he was really poor, and it's kind of the immigrant me- mentality a little mm-hmm. bit, although his parents were both, one of them was born in the U.S., one wasn't, but the feeling is, is a doctor always is going to do okay and be fine, and sure. you don't have to worry, and, and so he kind of just felt like the Jewish doctor, that's what yeah. my son is going to be. Doctor or lawyer, you had a Yeah, doctor. exactly. Yeah. So when did you start thinking? <laughs> Painting. So, so I was always artsy craftsy, and my mom always pushed stuff on us. And like we did macrame as kids, okay. uh, and and uh, pottery. I okay. did a lot of yeah, that stuff as a kid. Um, and and then I always kind of gravitated towards that. And I remember as a high school senior, 
I knew I was going pre-med. Like I was always a science math kid. Mm-hmm. So and and I and I loved the sciences and being a doctor sounded really cool. Yeah. But I really loved the arts too and and even on theater a little and my art teacher said uh, as in 11th grade picking my my classes for senior year I remember going in and I had the choice of either doing AP Spanish because mm-hmm. I was in Spanish and doing well in Spanish or doing studio art. The, that was my choices for senior year and I remember my art teacher I talked to her at the end of 11th grade and she goes you know you're going to be a doctor you're never going to get to do art again you may as well do studio art. Huh. And so I spent the year doing studio art. I didn't accomplish much, I hate to say. Uh-huh. It was really, there weren't a lot of rules because it was, wasn't like an art school at all. Yeah. So I wish I had accomplished more, but mm-hmm. it was fun and I lived the artsy, art, artist life as yeah. a senior in high school. And then I kind of went off to college thinking, okay, I'm going to be pre-med, but let me take an occasional art class here and there. Sure. Uh, I, I mean, first semester, second year, sophomore year, I got to study with this guy, Angelo Apolito who was one of the abstract expressionists, like post-Jackson Pollock uh-huh. guys. But he was like of that Jackson Pollocky kind of thing. Like the Met has his work and all of that. Mm-hmm. And he looked like Jiminy Cricket. He was this old crotchety guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but in his class, I had an aha moment mm-hmm. where I was like, I know how to paint. Mm-hmm. And, I'm actu- and I actually am decent. You know, I'm yeah. not nowhere near as good. And that was when I decided that um, I don't need to be a bio major anymore. Uh, I, I'm going to be a bio. I, I don't need to get a BS in bio. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a, a just a BA in bio and maybe minor in art. Oh wow! And then as the year progressed, and I realized I kind of was okay at this, and, and I think I may have taken a mixed media class also. Um, s- the end of sophomore year, you could apply for the bachelor in fine arts as a painter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what the hell, I'll su- submit my work uh, and see if I get it. Yeah. And I got it. But you're booking everything. I was, I was <laughs> very lucky. But no, but enough, you're, you're really talented. I mean, yeah. look at Thank his paintings, you're pretty humble about Thank them, you. but it's actually enough, really good. Uh, you know, I talked to kids today, because I run this pre-med program, and my kids, I was taking, sophomore year, I took 26 credits each semester. That's insane. I finished Whoa, sophomore year I was thinking about credits. That's I'm so not exaggerating. I was, talking about, I was thinking about how many things you were doing freshman No, I'm not. Year. I was what thinking up? zoology. I was doing calculus. That's why so you, you're you still able to do much, right? so much. I did. It was do you, college. Do you, do you sleep I, a lot or no? No, I he's still. To. We've had a whole well, podcast yeah. about sleeping. He does not, not Well, sleep. I, I don't sleep that much. Either. But I love to sleep, though. Yeah, I mean, well, it's good. Like, I'd love to sleep. Yeah. 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 So I became a bachelor of and then I decided, you know what? I'm going to minor in bio only. Uh-huh. And then as it went on, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do my well, prereqs you... in science and yeah. just be an art, the art guy. And 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 I did my art thing, but I didn't have the courage to to do what you do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in awe of you. I went from Pulse. making a lot of money in New York to switching to like, you know, even the company was like had me open an office in LA for a minute, but wow, just switching. Switching out of that, I just wanted to get further away from it. Like, well, they had me open an office in LA, so then eventually I was just working, you know, seventy hours out here every week and just doing business. But then finally, I stepped away. Yeah, how were you able to do that? What made you step away? Because I couldn't do both. Because I couldn't do both. But were were you enjoying the money? I I enjoyed the money, but the money wasn't worth it to me. 
Because you, you were know. you had a passion. And also, I, I moved to New York at 21, so I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, well, money's easy. This, right. should, this is the easiest thing I've done is make money. Like, this money's right. going to always happen. So stepping away from it, you know. How old were you when you stepped away? Well, I would say I was, like, really stepped away probably 26, 27. Yeah. Right. And so I left, like, was a lot of money. Was it a slow step away? Or it was, like, one day you're it like, I'm a, done, I'm It was out. a big step away. So I was, like, probably making over 300000 to making nothing. Wow. You know? No, but, I mean, was it a slow... Was it slow going for you to make that switch? Did you I, like, I knew for like, like a couple, a few months that I was, yeah, I was like coming into work later and stuff. But right. I knew for a few months, and those were the hardest months I ever worked. Right. Were the months I knew I was going to not be there anymore. Yeah. Just like going in and just pretending to go through the motions was the most difficult part and of my entire work. Were you doing art all along? I, I was trying, but it just it, it wasn't really fulfilling. Yeah, it just wasn't like enough. It was like okay, I get a painting done every couple few months. You know right. what I mean? Like just wasn't fulfilling enough for me and I knew that my life goal was to be an artist and to, to paint and to write and that if I didn't accomplish those things it didn't matter what else I did it right. wouldn't satisfy me wow so that's what I think that's it was. brave see I, I don't have that I didn't have that bravery I got I mean I really did but you're a doctor that helps save lives right. so no, no, no. I, I mean in terms of jobs this is a great yeah. job and I love it and mm. it's a ton of fun yeah uh, and I and I'm doing what I always thought I was gonna do but, but that's the but thing, the like, art. so you taking 100 hours a week, like, you have to have a passion for medical. Well, I was definitely I mean, passionate yeah. about it, but I also was passionate about the arts. Right. And, and so what were those early jobs for you with those 100 hours a week? Oh, Being a med student resident. and resident. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, and you get paid, you know, my first year at, you know, my first, so from age 21 to 25, I was a med student, mm-hmm. so I'm not making any money. Yeah. And then from age 25 to 30... You're a resident. My first year is a, re- and you're working really hundred hours at least. I'm, I'm yeah. not exaggerating. Yeah. It's like, you know, you would sometimes come in at five or six in the morning. You'd go home the next afternoon at two or three, and then you'd be back the next five or six in the morning. So you really did miss your twenties, kind of. No, I really did. Yeah, that's, that's and, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I would manage since I was in New York. Luckily, doing my residency and med school. Oh, what I'm part? From New York. You're Manhattan. Well, my parents, I grew up in Manhattan, but, I'm, but okay. I was living in Brooklyn, in gotcha. Cobble, like Brooklyn Heights, Cobble Hill. Okay. So it was always a fun thing if I had the free time to go over the Brooklyn Bridge. It was like such a great, like, it was like Saturday Night Fever, yeah. the movie. Yeah. And I, you, you know, yeah. that. Like you're free for a minute. Like I feel like <laughs> heading into New York, it's over still the Brooklyn a good Bridge, feeling, yeah. yeah I mean, and I'd go meet my friends out at a bar or yeah. whatever it was, even just for a little. Yeah. And then I'd go back into and the city. Now Brooklyn's so big. Last time I was in New York, I just did an art show in New York last year. Um, yeah, I, I saw. I, 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 I had a solo art show out there, which I always wanted to have in Manhattan. So Lauren I, was supposed to send us more I pictures. And to, and I did. I post posted more. one. We posted one, but yeah. not enough. Yeah, well, maybe we'll post a couple that more. That was one okay. we were supposed to have uh, the first time a year ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm, but well, Lauren would lie to me. Yeah, not quite. Yeah, but yeah. Right. But, um, yeah, last time I was out there, I remember, like, Brooklyn's, everyone's in Brooklyn now. Right, Brooklyn's Because, like, all, there's no art left in Manhattan. It's, right. like, all gone. It's all business. Yeah. Um, but I know what you're talking about, because even just crossing back over that bridge to go back to Manhattan, where the only place I lived, it was, like, still that feeling. About like, oh, you're going into the city right exactly. now. Exactly. You know, like, it's it was, a good feeling. It was great energy. So what, um, how did you find your medium? Um, I mean, I, I would say, like... When and how? Well, I mean, I, I use so many different mediums, like, as far as what, like... So do you feel like, you don't feel like you have one main medium? No, I mean, I don't, because I... I Watercolor is your medium, then? No, I use, like, oil paint, know, a lot so of a lot of oil paint. I uh, use... Um, you don't do acrylic? I, yeah, no, I do a lot of sculptures, too, so, I mean, right. I, I use acrylic, I use a lot of spray paint, too. Uh-huh. So, I mean, 
a ton of spray paint. I would say a ton of oil paint are my two most. And then I do sculptures um, and stuff like that. I make my sculptures out of canvas, and so I have to actually like soak them in oil paint first. It's like a whole process, but. Mm-hmm. Um, is this stuff you learn in art school or you learn on just learn by myself just like being like and that's what the main thing that like I I moved to downtown Los Angeles five years ago and this was like the first time that I like fully fully got to like really focus where it was just like me up for two days straight just whatever I had in my loft like creating and like painting and and so everything like the sculptures that I have are made of canvas and they're they're really hard they look like they can break if they fall on the ground but all the stuff I got was pretty much from Home Depot or the art store that I could walk to because mm-hmm. I could walk to both for my place. Do you have an artist community? Um, yeah, a little bit. Like mm-hmm. a, a people that I, I know, like that I, I feel like are real people and good artists. And that, do you all share ideas and like medium and, and like how to do something? Yeah, and we'll like influence techniques? each other for sure. Like, right. you know. Um, like, say buddy, you want to start doing silkscreen. Do you have yeah. like, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, not necessarily that because I don't necessarily want to do that, but. Right. Um, my friend DJ Neff, he, he's a really good muralist. He he taught me a lot with murals, but he just recently came over to my loft like last week, and then he was looking like at some of the the stuff that I use, some of the videos that I use to to you know kind of like resin, this clear coats that I use, but mm-hmm. it's a different formula. How and when did you get into spray painting? So I lived in loft in North Hollywood after I moved from New York, and um, the, the back was beginning to be painted this beautiful mural. It was a lot of colors, so I would walk my dog up, out in the back part of the the loft and. My friend DJ Netflix, now my friend, but he was painting it, and then I was like, wound up going up and painting with him and like helping with it because he knew I was an artist, and he came and looked at my work, and then I helped him with this huge mural that took probably like four spray weeks painting. to paint. Yeah, spray painting, and he was I was learning a lot from him. Are all murals spray painted? Most of them are, but not all of them. And, and, and we would use we would use like you know house paint on parts of it, right. like parts that had to be like completely filled up, you know, or that were one certain color. Yeah. Um, but yeah, most of them are, are spray paint or just like yeah, house paints and stuff like that. What artists influence you? Are there? Are there um, I was, you know, I would always say like, I mean, I, a ton of different artists. Um, you know, now I really, I'm really inspired by Basquiat. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I study like you know how he came up um, quite a bit. But Salvador Dali was always my favorite artist. Um, just even as a kid, I just loved his like how creative he was and how original he was like, nuts it's just unbelievable yeah. to me like you know that right. even like the stuff that comes into his mind like that's what I'm most inspired by like even with Basquiat like how creative he is how did he like you know coming up with these different things and like you know in in Salvador Dali just painting these these things that no one else has ever even imagined it's he was supposedly brilliant mm-hmm. yeah so um, school wasn't a big thing for you, eh? It wasn't necessarily, no. I mean, we, we came, you know, we're, we went to school in Tulsa, our, our high school, it was, like, literally just in and out. Like, they didn't want you there. Like, it was, like, kind of a joke. Like, people talk about all the stuff they learned at their high school. We went to this public high school in, in Tulsa. We did which not had a go really to the bad, school your girls go to. Yeah, which was church, a really yeah. bad right. public school system in general in Tulsa. But really? Yeah, we went to one, two high schools that, like, closed down. So when I was there, it was, like... This it was, we just had too many people, and right. they just like wanted you in and out, and the right. teachers like couldn't handle anything. But did you have some like trouble with learning and stuff like that? Like, well, yeah, I mean, I I well, I was like an early test. Uh, I was like a test rep for Adderall, yeah. so I was in like third grade, and um, you know, and and basically like me and like my best friend, you know, one of my best friends, um, we we would talk too much in class, and so basically what they did is like they, how old are you? Um, I was in third grade. Because I don't know if they had Adderall when I was a kid. Well, it was Ritalin, I think, at first. I'm not even sure. At least I didn't I'm 50. So I, I don't know. I don't remember if it was really that prescribed 
when I was had a kid. Ritalin, yeah, I don't think it was. I think because I was like the early part of it. Because I remember right, like so they just came really, back when you were a kid. They didn't really know much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Adderall has only been around. Yeah, no, in 1996. So, so I think so you were on. Like you were like a test kid? subject. Yeah, I was a hyperactive kid. I remember the test they gave us. It was like I I would talk a lot in class and like you know tell jokes with my friend and like then I remember like we both went on Adderall like the same month. You know what I mean? Your parents did it, or the school made well, it happen, or how the did school that had said to my parents that like because really what Adderall did for us was like boom and like kind of like calmed us like I'm sure it made our minds go crazy but it, mm-hmm. it, it definitely we didn't talk as much in class right you know and I think that was the do you the remember teachers. how you felt on it I remember not feeling good and I hated taking it like right. after a while and I, I, I remember at first like being like why do I feel so strange right now like I didn't know why but it was like you know your parents give you a vitamin right you know it was like, like I always had allergies so I was taking right. allergy meds I thought it was you know the same thing right and then I was just like not sure why I felt so different I didn't feel like Myself, I guess, you right. know, and um, then eventually I figured out that it was, you know, I was on Adderall. I don't know who's right. taking Adderall now. For ADHD. ADHD, yep. But you know what's interesting? I have some patients uh-huh. who tell me that they take Ritalin and it helps them focus mm-hmm. and it helps them work and it helps them get of through course. the day. Yeah. It's of course. Well, now it's like. So you've a, taken Ritalin too? Uh, yeah, I think Ritalin was the first thing I was on. And then they switched the, to uh, yeah uh, Adderall. Yeah, so now it's I don't even know if Ritalin's around anymore. That's why I'm surprised you, Ritalin's around. They both are. Around. Oh, okay. How old? How many years did you take them? Um, well, I'm still on it. Like so. Which one? So Adderall. So Have basically, I went to like Ritalin to Concerta. They put me on right, all Concerta of them. too. Yeah, and then it, it it was like Adderall was the one that Adderall is the only like it's the most common one by right. far. You take it every day. Um, no, like I don't. on the weekend, like no, if you're not never. doing anything. My only thing, it, right? oh no, never. Right. And like people are like, oh, like because there's people that take out or all just take out. I'm like, I would never do right. that. Like I hate taking it because you come down off of it too. Right. You know, and I prescribed it, and I've been prescribed it. You know, since you know, again, I was in third grade. You yeah. Know, I've, I've gone a couple of years without it, but now it's like you know, if I really want to get stuff done, you know. You take it. It seems like a big pharmacy push too, because like 17 million prescriptions are now being, you know, given yeah. to this thing that didn't exist before in like right. 1986. Well, I'll tell you yeah. what. Like I talk to people in college now, and everybody in college, a lot of kids, are oh, taking. and I've talked to a lot of people that have taken Adderall, and, and it's, you know, it, it, like I said, it's there's just so many people. Like in college now, it's like if yeah, everyone's taking kids. it, it's My almost like you know, friends. when Major League Baseball people were doing steroids, right? It's like. Well, these kids are hitting you right. know, sixty Is home runs, illegal? seventy home runs. Should it be, I, I mean, I don't. No. Mean, I mean, illegal like taking steroids. Should it be like? Should students be disqualified? Oh, they're doing well on their SATs only because they're gonna do better at school, right? Just no like doubt. you're hitting better yeah. in baseball because you're yeah. on steroids. Should, I think it's a should there be somewhere. an asterisk with your SAT score? Well, my brother said he didn't experience this, but I just read in a news article that said the FDA caused um, a shortage by halting delivery because it was so it, Adderall was being abused. Right. So they slowed right. the whole process down. But you well, said you didn't have any problems. Well, shout getting. out to Walgreens because I never had that problem. <laughs> yeah. Right. So they are looking into this. Yeah. You know what it reminds me a lot of, though? The Bradley Cooper movie that I'm blanking the name of. Silver Lining Playbook? No. But I did love that I movie. I love movie. that movie. Love that movie. Great no, movie. there's the movie. Bipolar that movie, though. Right. No, there's a movie where there's some synthetic drug they come oh, up with. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking that about. Makes it Limitless. Limitless. Yeah, Limitless. And they even made it into a TV Everybody show. Everybody was saying, oh, that's Adderall. Limitless right. was Adderall. Right. That's... I mean, it, it is. It is for anybody. But then it's like, okay, well, I've been taking it for so long that now it's sometimes like, and if it's something where I'm having fun doing it, like yeah. if it's a project where I'm truly having fun and there's no like get this done type feel, I'll never take it. You right. know what I mean? Right. But if it's something where it's like, oh, you've got to get this done, like 
now I don't know if I'm like just so used to taking it that I now the the downside is me needing to take it to to finish things or right. or whatever that is. Right. Because but at least you're finishing things. I haven't true. done anything creative in forever yeah. other than this podcast because Lauren shows up and does it. Yeah. But apparently Adderall used to be Obitrol. Do you know that drug? I don't. It was like popular in the 60s and I thought of you because Andy Warhol used to take it. But mm. then it was like it was mainly like a diet pill almost like, you know, like get that's you fat, up. Yeah. Like to keep you up. Uh, yeah, yeah, I heard he was on a diet pill yeah. like that. That was like kind of like speedy. Getting so, back to my mom, my mom used to take diet pills and stuff to try to lose weight, but she took them because she enjoyed being high. Yeah. Yeah. And she used yeah. to tell us about that. Well, I think it's like Andy Warhol, too. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But it is something where you, so you, you get more done. You, you kind right. of, you don't eat, too. So it makes sense. Like, Adderall, you don't eat on Adderall. Right. Do you feel like you're cheating a little? I feel like, I mean... Ethically? Um, no. I mean, no. Good. Yeah. I and yeah. I don't think you should. No, I don't feel like I'm cheating. But no. do you feel like you have a dependence on it now? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. But everybody has dependence on different things. Sure. You know, like some yeah. people have to work out and some yeah. people have to eat cheese and yeah. whatever it is. That's true. Yeah. Right? Like. Yeah. And it's like, you know, there's, there's different sides to it. It's like, you know, I could work for, you know, 25 hours straight and I do all the time. Like I, right. I like to work when I do work, I'd like to work just constantly and not yeah. stop and Adderall helps me do that, but then it's like the next day I don't feel that good. Yeah, that's the downside. I gotta tell you, I'm a little. You know, people are gonna listen to it to to this, and I don't want all the kids because they're kids who listen to this. I don't want them saying, "Oh, Dr. Cohen's saying it's okay to go take this thing." No, so it, it definitely is not to just go and take it. No, especially if you don't need it, especially if it's not prescribed by a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. um, but it's interesting, you know, mm. at some point in time, is, is there going to be a future where everybody's taking something like that? That's the thing. Less, I couldn't you know, find any, like, studies to say this, like, really helps people with, like, ADHD. But I guess that it does if it keeps being prescribed. Yeah. But I can't yeah. show, like, there's not a lot of studies being, like, how yeah, I, much greater they improved. Yeah, because you're saying it started in 95 or 96. It's yeah. Just, it's just come a long way. Because I remember I, I was... I was definitely taking it the first year it came out. Right, really I know you were. Was. Yeah, I remember that. And um, do you feel like your personality is different when you're taking? When I'm on it and off of it, yeah. You do? Oh yeah. Have you seen him on it and off it, and you think he's two different people? Uh, I mean, I'm used to. It. Yeah, he's been on it like most of his life now. Right, but you've also seen him on days that he doesn't take. Like it. yeah, it is different. So you didn't take it today. No. So do you think he's different than he is on days that he takes it? A little bit, a little How less so? energy, probably. Less energy? Maybe. He seems pretty energetic. I got, I got a, I'm very, got a lot of life in me. Right? <laughs> That's true. I do have a lot of life in me. Good yeah. siren. These are good sirens. I know. These are louder than most. Yeah. Um, these are good sirens. Yeah. They're historic, you know? Yeah, these are good ones. There is something, there's a new alternative to like Adderall or something that people are taking called Alpha Brain. Have you heard of this? Uh, only because of the research you gave me. Judd Apatow and Joe Rogan are like promoting it. He's the one that told me yeah. about Who's it. Yeah, Joe Rogan? I, Seth's brother? Uh, he does a podcast, right? Yeah, he's no, huge. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. They're not related though, right? No, it's no. spelled, yeah, yeah, spelled yeah. differently. No, but, um, yeah, I had heard about it and I heard, from what I hear, it's incredible. And I've heard from, you know, a couple different people. I don't know too much about it, but I, I've, I feel like I was the test uh, subject on Adderall, Lauren. You should probably be the test subject on the new one. It supposedly helps to improve your brain fun function. And Hello? You know, there is some knowledge about, you know, foods, you know, affecting how we are and how we feel. And, uh -huh. and it kind of goes true. back to the whole vegan 
stuff. I've, I've heard about this thing that animal products could affect, and it may all be hocus pocus, sure. me, but I don't know, but you know, affects brain. What are you going to tell us about it? No, I was just going to, I was going to see if you think that there's any truth to this. Maybe it's worth a, a test to see if it works. Cause it's supposedly components of medicinal plants. How do you get it? I, you could just buy it on Amazon, but I should just, we do a, should we do a study on ourselves? I feel like, yeah. 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 Let's right. do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do a study. I'm on curious it. about it. I think I'm yeah. really curious about let's, it. Let's, let's buy it and, and we'll do it. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'll do a study, see if I feel anything the yeah, first week. I mean, Judd Aptel's very successful. He swears by it. Will you enough for the week? Will you feel it after just a week? Yeah, when I read it, it's supposed to fully kick in by a week. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Did you know about it before Lauren brought it up? Yeah, I had brought it up to her. She, oh, really? he's, he's the reason I yeah. heard so about it. why haven't you tried it yet? Um, well... Because you have I a have prescription to, yeah. to Adderall, like, are you afraid to get off of it and try yeah, something now? No, because he doesn't okay. even take the Adderall yeah, every yeah. day. No, no. How many days a week are you taking the Adderall? Only when I really need to work. So it's just like I strictly take it for work. Um, but yeah, probably like three days. What a do you week. mean for work? For deadlines? Yeah, like if I'm like I put deadlines on myself. So oh. so if I have like a deadline where I have to, and I always put deadlines because that's just I mean it's great. the ADHD like helps me get stuff done better. That's I think, great. A lot of people, but um, yeah, I'll take it. And, not, and like I said, I work at night, so sometimes I don't start work start working until like two in the morning. You know, why like do you do often. that? I just feel like it's when I'm most creative and when stuff flows out of me. And, and you know, maybe I just love when the sun's down. I just right. don't know why. I yeah. just love when the sun's down. Well, the phone's part of it now too. I would say, but I've always been you know nocturnal. But it's like now at night, I'm not getting texts from people. And that's a distraction. I have right. ADHD. Yeah. you know, supposedly, and so it's like you know when I hear the phone ring, it's like. I'm going to get distracted, but at night, I'm fully focused. Right. Like, there's nothing distracting me. I'm the only one up. I'm looking at lots right. next to me. You know? Yeah, and I felt that that's definitely why I was most productive after hours like that, too, because there was less yeah. distraction. Yeah. I can't do that anymore. Yeah. I have to be up early now. Yeah. So what's your what's your sleep-wake cycle? Um, well, it's pretty crazy sometimes. Um, you know, like... I, what I do some, a lot before I create is I will take like a 40-minute nap, let's just say at like 10 o'clock at night, and then, you know... Wake so you're up. a napper and it works for you. We talked about We napping. talked about this with like Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Bryant. I'm like, he had this sleep Napping's pattern. Napping's a great yeah. thing. Kobe, he was on naps? He yeah. would do like 40, like two, maybe 40-minute naps and only sleep like three hours a night. And some other uh, smart Three, four guy hours also, a night. Right? I forgot who. Was it Einstein or something? Yeah, I think it was Edison. Edison. We have a, yeah... Yeah, Pod- no, a sleep I'm, podcast you guys should check out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you haven't listened so, to it, I'm going to listen to it soon. I'd love to come to your your space and I'd check it out. I'd love to have you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Fun. Maybe even bring my kids. Yeah, yeah. Sure. kind of into art a little bit also. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, do you go look at art? Like what? I do. I do. Um, have you been downtown recently? No, I need like to. so many murals have gone up. Like he's, he oh, knows yeah, a lot of those a, artists. More galleries too, right? Great murals right around my place. Um, yeah, the Broads right, right there. I haven't been. Oh, it's great. I need to. Have go. you been? There? They have some Basquiat. Yeah, yeah, I've been with yeah. you. When's your next art show? Oh, uh, I don't have one set up right yet, but it's going to be in Los Angeles right now. Uh-huh. So eventually, I'd like to do. I want to throw like a a really cool art show out here sometime, probably you know, in the summer. I have yeah. a question for you. Yeah. Have any of your pre-med students this year been, like, questioning if they should be a doctor? Or yeah. brought those questions up to you. Yeah. Yeah. Because you say you would always encourage people, you know, like, make sure they really want to be a doctor because right. they have to work 100-hour work weeks. Yeah. I, so, and so have you ever had a student come up to you and say they were debating between art and being a doctor? Well, yeah, a lot. In fact, the, the daughter of an orthopedic surgeon from one of our former classes 
um, was wrestling between art and medicine, and she went through our program, and then at the end she came in and talked to me, and I need to know what she wound up doing. I oh, don't, you don't, I don't know? I don't know. I didn't get any follow-up. Oh. Um, but then there have been plenty who have said, hey, I'm not going to do this, so I'm going to do something else. And I consider that a success. Yes. Yeah. Because I didn't have that option, and I didn't have... Mm-hmm. The truth is I probably still would have become a doctor. Yeah. Because I really love yeah. doing it. Yeah. That's it. Thanks. And that's it, eh? Yeah. That's it on Gross Anatomy. Yeah. Thanks, Painted Pulse. Thanks for yeah. being on our show. We love it. Thanks for joining us at Gross Anatomy. And I'm not telling any of our listeners to take Adderall or Concerta no. or... No, I'm yeah. saying go to a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> go. The downsides that come with the upsides. I will say that for sure. Yeah. All Thanks. right. Thanks. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine.